Good morning, everyone. We appreciate you being here today. My name is Steve Field. I'm up here with Dave White this morning. We're both from the Prime Safety Department. Appreciate you taking a few minutes this morning to spend it with us. I think we've got a lot of good information today. So Dave and I are going to go pretty quick just to give you an idea of what we're going to talk about. You may have heard that there's been a recall on the, the CPAP equipment, most of the CPAP equipment that we use. So we've got Heather here from Cardinal Sleep to talk about that. We also hope to have Dr. Abraham here from Trinity Health. Health. The doctor wants to give us an update on COVID, where we stand on the vaccine, maybe the next variant that's coming, and what we can do to protect ourselves and protect our company. We've also got Chris Martin and Stan Casterkey kind of talking about the progression from PSD to TNT and just how all that comes together for our new drivers. And hopefully we'll have time for Chase from Abacus to talk a little bit about uh, taxes. It's not really tax season, but it's always important that you keep up on your taxes and and what's going on there. And then of course, we'll close out with Robert and Steve. And at any time you have a question, we've got mics around the room, just put your hand up and we wanna get right to you because we do wanna hear your questions. So I'm gonna ask Dave to introduce our Salt Lake City and Pittston terminals and go ahead, Dave. And Steve, today is Friday, June 18th. Forgot that day. 2021, that's okay. Usually I started that, I know. I almost forgot last week, so I think you reminded me. But anyway, good morning, everybody, and welcome. I'd like to just give a big shout out this morning to all three terminals we have here online. We got Pittston, Salt Lake, and Springfield. So give a round of applause to yourself. Thank you for showing up this morning. Hopefully everybody's uh, getting their free breakfast and drinks over here in the cafeteria. Big round of applause for our cafeteria workers too. They do a good job. So this morning, I'd like to start out out in Pittston, Pennsylvania. Do we have Rick Ifford up there? Good morning. How's everybody doing down there? Hey, we're doing good, Rick. I think we've hit the heat now, you know. Uh, I know a couple of weeks ago, it was cold and rainy here. Now, all of a sudden, we're in the, like, 90s and hot. How about you guys? Uh, we're not in 90s, but uh, low 80s. We're going we're gonna to be a fine this weekend. A little rain, but uh, not too much. Father's Day is going to be really nice. There you go. Perfect day right there. So what do you, who do you have for us up there this morning? Yeah, uh, I, I, we got a guy that came from Springfield uh, up here. Uh, his name is Richard Brock. He heads up our uh, a training program up here. Uh, Richard. Good morning. Hey, Richard. Good morning, Richard. How you doing? Doing well. I work in driver training. Some of you guys from Springfield have met me back there. Um, we work down here on the training pad. It's about a half mile down the road. And, uh, yeah, work with all of our PSDs and instructors down there, helping them get on their way, get their CDLs, and get a new job. So, Richard, how long have you been here at Prime? So, I've been at Prime since 2015, so I've been here six years. Nice, nice. Uh, and how long have you been up here in Pittston? I have been here in Pittston for three years, going on four. Yeah. And uh, what do you think your biggest challenge is down at the pad? Biggest challenge at the pad, uh, organizing everything, keeping everybody moving in the same direction. There's a lot of moving parts down there, and that kind of goes out to drivers. If the, um, if you're coming down there to the training pad, make sure you stay to the outside. Don't go through the training pads. Um, those are new folks driving down there, so if you pull through a training pad where somebody's backing, you could put yourself in a position where you get hit or they end up you know, not knowing what to do. So. Well, we appreciate you, Richard. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks. 
You know, Richard, we Thank really do guys. appreciate you being up there. And, and over time, we've really seen a transition in our Pittston terminal up there, obviously, the, the terminal itself. But now with a new pad up there, we do third party testing up there. Our goal is always to have all of our terminals that you can get virtually any service at any of our terminals. We'd love to see you in Springfield. But if you're out in Salt Lake, you're in Pittston, you can get your truck worked on. We've got bunk rooms. We've got cafeterias. We've got a training program. So you have someone you want to refer from the Northeast. They don't need to make their way all all the way to Springfield. We can do that full training and get them their CDL up in Pittston. So thank you, Richard, and thank you, Rick. All right. So let's oh, go ahead, Rick. We do uh, seven days a week we do up here uh, as far as the uh, upgrades. That's awesome. Good job. Seven days. That's what we want right there. So anything else from up there, Rick? Oh, we're good. Have a great day. Good deal, man. If you guys got any questions, make sure you holler at us. We'll get you on the mic. All right, let's take it out west now. Let's go out to Salt Lake City, Utah. We got Troy with us. Troy Rich. Welcome to Salt Lake City. Good, good morning, morning, brother. How you doing? Good, Dave. How are you today? Doing good. Hey, I uh, hear it's uh, a big occasion for Dave White today, guys. Is, is that true? No, it's not really. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years. Yeah, today is my twentieth anniversary, man. It was great, yeah. great feeling. So, thank you, Troy. <laughs> I'm very fortunate. And like Glenn, Glenn Horak over here said, he's just a rookie. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in Salt Lake City. Uh, we are here, um, just kind of. We want to introduce uh, Mike Hortzman. Mike runs our plaza building over here. I'm having to say a few words. How's it going, guys? Uh, my name's Mike. I run our uh, plaza, which is our inbound and outbound. Been at Prime for about seven years. You will, or I will be the first person you see as you come into the terminal. I'm also the last person you see. If I'm not there, I also have a lead, Zach. He kind of takes over for if I'm not in the plaza myself. If you guys ever have any questions as you're coming in, my plaza guys are more than happy to help out with questions, answers, anything you guys got. Just come and find one of them. Well, we appreciate you out there, Mike. And our plaza at all three terminals, uh, our plaza really plays a key role. Their, their job is not to antagonize or upset everyone, but they do have responsibilities out there. Sometimes there's messages on the truck where we need to see a particular driver or a drug test needs to be done. They're always looking out for your equipment, checking your tires. And a lot of our success on our roadside inspections, which Dave will talk about in a minute, comes from our program that we have in all three of our plazas out there where we're constantly inspecting our equipment we're documenting what we do and it really makes a difference for us so thank you for being out there mike and taking care of our drivers and our equipment no problem i love it out here good thing troy you got anything else no we're good to go buddy thanks for uh, coming to salt lake I think you got some fake uh, sound out there. You got you got to have pipe through or something on that applause, don't you, in the morning? <laughs> no, that's just pure excitement for being here, buddy. All right, good deal. Well, we're going to move on. If you guys got any questions, make sure you let us know, Troy. We'll get you on the mic and on the video. All right, so back here to Springfield. One thing I'd like to do, if you're new to Prime this week, you're going through orientation, experienced driver, inexperienced driver, it doesn't matter. If you could please stand at all. Let's do this at all three terminals, Salt Lake and, uh, and Pittston too. Please stand up if you're new to Prime. 
It's great to have you and welcome to the family. We appreciate every one of you. We appreciate doing these meetings now too, Steve. This is our third one and uh, we've missed out. And uh, you know, I just wanted to jump in here real quick. Safety, talk about a few safety items this past week. We had 128 DOT inspections. 91 of those were clean for a 71% clean rate. So we're staying above the 70% line. Last couple of weeks, we're doing good. And that's what we want, those clean inspections. They pay you all, independent contractors, owner operators get a hundred bucks, company drivers get 25. So you do get paid on clean inspections. They gotta have no violations for anything on that inspection though. So it is a challenge, but we do very well and uh, we're very proud of those numbers. So let's keep that ball rolling. One other item I want to bring up, you know, I, I mentioned the heat earlier. We're in the middle of June now, Father's Day is coming up and it's summertime. Remember, out there on the highways, traffic's going to get congestion. There's going to be no doubt about families going on vacations, not paying attention. You know, it's our job and your job as professional drivers to be safe out there and watch for those inexperienced motorists. Watch for those construction areas and those construction workers because it's also construction time nationwide as well. And there's lots of work that needs to be done on our roads and bridges. And that's what they're, they're, they're going to start jumping on and they already have. So be paying attention to that. Take your time going through those areas. Don't speed. Slow down by all means. It's not worth getting involved in an accident, even a non-preventable accident that you don't want to be involved in. That could put you downtime and create more issues for you and in your business. And we don't want to create any issues. We want you making money in the way the freight's running right now. And we'll get Mr. Woodkey up here in a little bit. Freight's going really well. But uh, like like Steve says, uh, you can't offset an accident with higher rates. You know, best bet is just not to have that accident. So keep that in mind. Your safety is number one here, Prime. There's no doubt about it so steve i know we got a lot of speakers we can always come back to safety so let's i'll, I'll let, turn it over to you okay dave you know, i do want to just touch on one thing dave talked about about that the traffic picking up there's kind of some misinformation about the year 2020 saw a lot of stuff during covid well traffic is less out there accidents are going down no that didn't turn out to be true miles were down in 2020 significantly i think like 13 percent highway miles driven but across the board all vehicles uh, fatalities were up last year. But what was super impressive that fatalities involving big trucks were down last year. And I think that just, again, shows the professionalism of all truckers out there that this is not a, a fly by night industry. This is a, a very highly regulated industry. We have some of the latest technology on a lot of the equipment out there, all of Prime's equipment. We have the latest technology and just to be able to, while basically the four-wheelers were driving a, a bit more unsafe than normal, the truckers were able to overcome that and be safe out there. So we're certainly appreciative of that. But, but Dave is spot on. It is going to be crowded out there. There is a lot of pent-up demand. So you can expect the highways to be crowded. If we eventually get an infrastructure bill passed, there's going to be construction. So please, please be careful out there. We don't want to lose anyone, nor do we want to be involved in, in hurting anyone else out there so please be careful as Dave said we do have a full slate this morning I think I'm gonna ask dr. Abraham to come up first uh, you know for the newer folks right downstairs below we have Trinity Healthcare, which is run by dr. Abraham and his staff and dr. Abraham provides us guidance at our other two terminals and with medical issues so we're very fortunate uh, I believe he's going to talk about the vaccine and COVID a little bit so I'll turn it
it over to you, Dr. Abraham. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Good morning, guys. It's nice to be up here. It's been, what, about a year and a half since we've been up here. So it is good to be up here, and it's even better to be up here without a mask. So thrilled about that. Um, just a couple things real quick. Uh, you know, we, we saw a big downturn with COVID over the last few months as people started to get vaccinated, as started to go through all the communities and affect those that it was going to affect. However, uh, I know in Springfield itself, we're starting to see numbers go back the other direction. Uh, at the beginning of this week, uh, Cox Hospital was about 30 uh, COVID patients, and now they're up to 60. Uh, of those 30 patients, uh, only one of those patients had been vaccinated. All the rest were unvaccinated. Um, and Mercy at the beginning of this week had 80, and only two of those had been vaccinated. Uh, the patients that are hospitalized currently seem to be younger patients. Uh, a couple things I we can postulate based on uh, what we're seeing is uh, in the past, uh, COVID kind of ran itself uh, through Greene County and Springfield and had its uh, had its way with us. Uh, and then we saw things die down a bit. Uh, I am concerned that the, one of the variants is probably most responsible for what's happening now, uh, because what's it's take once a variant or what's the initial virus is taking out who it's going to take out. Uh, we assume the rest of us are in pretty good shape. However, whenever somebody gets uh, an infection, uh, the virus starts to multiply and replicate in our body, so you have more chance of mutations occurring. Once you get enough mutations happening, you get a stronger virus, and the virus tends to change and starts to affect other people too. So I suspect that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the virus start to affect the people that did it did not hit the first wave and that are not uh, do not have any kind of immunity, whether by a wave of infection or a way of uh, vaccination. So we are doing vaccinations every Tuesday and Thursday, but I strongly encourage you, if you can, uh, go ahead and get vaccinated uh, or talk to your provider about getting vaccinated. Questions? Dr. Abraham, as far as the, the vaccine goes, we know it, it really just can't be walk-in because of the, the, once you open that vial, can you kind of go over how you do it on Tuesday and Thursday and how folks can sign up for that? Yeah, so Steve brings up a great point there. The uh, Once you open a vial, each vial has 10 doses in it. Once you open a vial, it's only good for about six hours. So we're supposed to report any wastage to the state since the state provided vaccine. Um, so we that's the reason we do it on Tuesday and Thursday, so we can batch uh, batch vaccinate everybody when we can. Uh, the way to go about signing up for the uh, vaccine is you go to our website. It's uh, www.trinityhcmed.net. Uh, and then forward slash COVID-19 and hyphen 19. Uh, Andrew, is there a way to put that out there? Thank you. Uh, so we can post that website out there, but you just go on there. There's a sign up link on that. You sign up for a, a time slot. You also have the consent form there. So make sure you fill that out. Uh, we are doing the Moderna shot. And uh, the reason we chose that, the temperature requirements were a lot less stringent than Pfizer. And I, I kind of prefer that one over some of the other vaccines out there. The um, vaccine is a uh, two series vaccine. It's four weeks apart. You can go up to six weeks out, but you want to try and get as close to that four week period as uh, possible, just so you get the maximum effect for uh, the immunity. Um, once we do the shot, uh, you have to wait in the waiting room about 15 minutes and you're all done. Pretty streamlined process. So you'll probably be down there all of about 30 minutes tops. So, yes. Yeah, question. Um, now, the whole purpose of the vaccine, if I understand it, is to build up antibodies in your body. If you've had COVID, you're supposed to have get antibodies from COVID. Is is 
and when I've read, it's better to have natural antibodies from getting the disease than, than, than artificially through the vaccine. So would you need to get the vaccine if you already had COVID and have the antibodies? And how do you test for that? World That's threat? a great question. Uh, you do build up some uh, immunity from a natural infection. That happens with any kind of a virus. Uh, the speculation out there is that you the vaccine actually, you end up building more antibodies with the vaccine. Historically, in, in uh, previous vaccines, previous viruses, uh, not necessarily the case. Uh, it was about a 50-50 there. But with the uh, new technology that we're able to use, you're building up more antibodies with the, with the shot. Uh, if you have a natural infection uh, to COVID and you get natural immunity, you can expect those antibodies to last probably anywhere from three to six months. Again, there's no hard data out there about it. Uh, I suspect it is gonna eventually become much like a flu. And you gotta remember, uh, COVID is a, what we call a coronavirus and about 20% of your colds are caused by coronaviruses. So we've had coronaviruses for years uh this particular strain just happens to be pretty virulent and uh has a decent morbidity and mortality rate and we had no antibodies to it to begin with that's why we've seen such a devastation with it but as years go on you can see continue to see fatality rates but they won't be near as much as they have been over this past year Dr. Abraham, if a driver has a family member with them, can you vaccinate them as well? We can. Yeah. And if you've had your first shot, your first Moderna shot somewhere else, we can do your second one here. Uh, if you have if you have your first one here, most states will let you go and get your second one at another location. Uh, but we have no issue with that. And if your family member is with you, we can get them vaccinated as well. Uh, we want to try and do as much as we can. So you're earlier about if you've had coronavirus naturally, what you're saying is after three months or six months, you're recommending they still get the vaccine. It wouldn't be a bad idea uh, just to make sure you get a full boost of immunity. And the thing is, with any virus, your immunity and your antibodies are going to drop as time goes on. That's just the way it, it goes about. But you do have a backup immune system that kicks in as well. So you're not totally without protection. And the last question we had, Dr. Abraham, was can you vaccinate people from other states or do they just have to be Missouri residents? Can you go over that? We can. We can vaccinate drivers from other states. Uh, initially, there was a little bit of a question about that, but we pushed the health department and they finally said, you know, yeah, that's fine because you have people that are coming through here. We just cannot take the vaccine to other terminals or to other states because it is, a again, it's a state-provided vaccine. We can't cross state uh, lines with it. But if you come within our state, we can vaccinate you. Yes. Now, and that's a tough one to gauge just because uh, a lot of folks have got the vaccines elsewhere. We only have access to the folks that we've vaccinated. We've done probably close to 1,900 vaccines now, so. Trinity is located right in the basement. If, if you do have questions, they've got a great staff down there. We rely on them. And, and I will ask you, if you have a few minutes, Dr. A, if you could hang around while Heather's speaking, because you're also tied into our sleep program. And appreciate you being here today. Appreciate it. Ready, Heather? Oh, you got a question? <laughs> so you said that you guys have vaccinated 1,900 people for Prime? And let me correct that we've done 1900 doses. So that's probably about 800 uh, pay, uh, sorry. I gotta do my math. Uh, nine, yeah. nine, 950. Yeah. Okay, so what's the total population of the people that you would have access to vaccinate? Because you're counting dependents as well as uh, terminal employees, as well as truck drivers. So is there any way based on the number 
that you have the potential to vaccinate that you could say we vaccinated 25%, we've only vaccinated 15% based on that number? It's hard to say because some a lot of drivers and such have come have had their vaccines in other states. So we don't have those kind of numbers. We could provide ours. Uh, it just might run a you know a spreadsheet and doing a query and identifying who you know who is a actual associate of prime and you know who are outside dependents. So. Okay, you ready, Heather? You know, uh, I don't remember, time gets away from us, but I think we've been running our sleep program maybe for 15 years when we started with Duke years ago, uh, probably about 15 years, give or take. And, you know, there's been some hiccups along the way. Uh, I, I think we are probably ahead of, of most trucking companies with this very important issue. And it is a critical issue. As I talk to drivers, maybe there's some resistance in the beginning, some some apprehension. But then you start hearing stories about, you know, I can't sleep anymore without that CPAP. I sleep so much better. We've really got a great program going here with Cardinal Sleep, which is run by Heather and her staff. But then on Monday afternoon, boy, we really got blindsided by an issue that's going to take all of us working together to work through. And unfortunately, we have more questions than we do have answers. But I wanted to open the chain of communication with Heather, kind of let her kind of talk about where we stand and what we're hoping in the next couple of weeks to hear as we work through the issue with the recall with the Phillips product. So, Heather, I'll turn it over to you. Okay. Good morning. I'm Heather. Um, again, I've been saying good morning every day since Tuesday now, and it's, it's going to be one eventually, but um, the recall has been, um, I've, I've been in this field for 25 years, and I've, and I've never seen a recall like this, so it's, we're all in the same boat. The things that I do know is um, if you are on one of the recalled machines and you can find the devices in the link that was sent out in the message. Um, if you don't know the name of your device, there are pictures if you continue to follow the link. Um, but I do know that they're gonna be replacing the units. Um, there was some talk about parts, there was some talk about repair. So eventually you will get a replacement unit. Um, the timeline on that is, I don't have an answer for at this time, unfortunately. Phillips doesn't have an answer to give to anyone. Um, but I do know that you will get a replacement unit. If you are a current driver and you have received your machine through us, we will be registering all your devices so you will not have to go online and fill out that patient portion of the registration. We're going to do all that for you. Um, so the devices will come here or, or we'll probably keep them in Salt Lake as well so that we'll have them at both places. So when we're getting, when we get those in, we'll start notifying you to come in and get your new device. Um, if you have a device that is any time after, after May of 2015, then it was done through us. So um, if you still, again, if you're a current driver and that's any time after that, even if it looks like it's one of the older models, it's included in that recall and we can still get you a brand new one. If you decide that you're going to do this on your own, um, I don't encourage that, um, even though it sounds like it might be easier or faster, but it, um, the devices that they're going to send out are a brand new model that look completely different. Um, and also, they're not going to be set for you, so they're still going to ask when they send it for you to take it to your provider to be set on the settings that your machine is at. So um, if you'll you know, allow us to just go ahead and do all the registration process, which is is going to be a, a big task, but um, I think it will work out much better for you. And all you'll have to do is just be notified and we'll, we'll get that for you. 
We did have a question that was kind of on that, Heather. If someone has already registered it themselves online, that yeah. will work. That will work if you've already been able to do that. Um, then that will work. Um, just make sure that when you get the machine, no, it's not going to be set to your settings. So you are going to want to bring it back to to us um, if we are the provider, and then we'll be able to get it set for you. If you have a machine that wasn't done through us, then you do want to go online and you do want to make sure that you do register it. Um, you know, a lot of people have been asking, well, exactly what is the recall for and why is this so serious? Serious? Can you talk about that a little bit, Heather, the breakdown of the foam? and Yeah, it's it's basically um, a polyurethane foam that they put in there. It's It was used as a sound barrier so that the machines are quiet. And what they have found out is that... Um, in high heat, high humidity, um, even use with some of the cleaning machines, it breaks down faster um, than what they had anticipated. So with that, um, it breaks into small particles that can be inhaled. Um, I, I know the numbers that are out there the same as, as what is in the recall, and it's a very small percentage that have been affected, um, but it's still something that they've recalled the machine. They've, they've uh, advised everyone not to continue usage, so it's, it's definitely something important and that we want to make sure that we, we follow the guidelines. And certainly this recall does not just affect Prime. The information I read yesterday said this is three to four million machines worldwide, of which about half are in the United States. Uh, we've talked to some of our contemporaries out there, some other what I consider well-run trucking companies that have sleep programs, same boat. We're all trying to get information. Uh, one of the things Heather is going to do is those drivers that say, I can't sleep without the machine. Heather's been scouring the country for replacement machines. She does does have a limited inventory and for those folks that it truly I won't say it's life and death but it really is the difference between them sleeping and not sleeping we'll work on getting them a replacement machine out of what Heather's been able to able to acquire throughout the country you know she knows everyone within the industry and if there's a machine to be found she will get it and we did have another question Heather uh, if Maybe they're on a dedicated, like the Southeast Regional. If their replacement machine comes in here, can you ship it to them? Would you be able to set it and ship it? Yeah. Um, yes. If you are on a dedicated and you do let me know the information, um, then I, when the machine comes to us, we can set it and then ship it to you so that you don't have to waste time being routed out of the way for that. Um, if you're going to be able to get through Salt Lake City or here, then, you know, we definitely want to be able to go over it with you and show it to you and everything. But if you're on a dedicated, um, then we'll definitely make arrangements so that you won't have to come off of that and lose time. One of the most common questions that we get, and we did just get it online, and I'm going to ask for Dr. Abraham's help on this, and it's probably the question in everyone's mind, should I continue to use the machine? And I know that's a tough one, Dr. Abraham, and maybe just you and I talked about it. Your thoughts on that uh, that question? That is a tough one to answer, and it's, it's one of those things you definitely want to talk to your provider about. Uh, I use a CPAP myself. Uh, if, this, if I was in a situation, I would hold off personally. Uh, we don't know the effects of the particles of what, you know, at a minimum, it's going to cause a inflammatory lung response, which can cause airway issues and breathing, et cetera. So if, if it was myself, I would personally stop using at this point. Uh, I know another question that's going to come up. So if I'm not using them, I'm going to get disqualified from my DOT. At this point, we're holding off on uh, monitoring the compliancy uh, for the folks on the recalled machines. So there shouldn't be any penalty for that. 
you know, we really need to work through this together. You know, we're very fortunate to have Heather and her staff. You know, we've been on the phone constantly this week uh, as, as we get more information. And it's been a little slow coming, but th th this is a big recall. And I, and I think Phillips wants to get it right the first time. Uh, so we'll keep those lines of communication open as we get information. But Heather and her staff are always available. And again, if you feel that that, you know, I really, really, really need to have this machine. Get with Heather and let's see what we can do to offer an alternative for you. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. My name is Samika. I'm new here at Prime, but I have a question. It was one of my concerns when I came here and it was about um, COVID. Like, um, since we're back in the room with like a roommate now, at first it was um, spoke upon that it would just be one to a room, but now we're, it's two in a room. What if you have someone that was vaccinated and my heart is being real fast and the, great. <laughs> and the other person is not vaccinated. And then as time progressed, you know, we, we will be split up because um, nervous. Then what if you get a, well, what if you have one is vaccinated and the other one is not vaccinated? Dr. Abraham, so you're talking in the hotel and, and you're just, you're worried is COVID gonna spread? And we've looked, it's a fair question. The, the folks who are vaccinated are going to have that protection from uh, contracting COVID. And, and let me back that step up. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily prevent you from getting COVID. It keeps you from getting it severe enough. You know, it, it minimizes those severe cases that end up in the hospital. So that and that's why we see the numbers now. I mean, the people are hospitalized locally. The majority of them, pretty much the all of them are the ones that are not vaccinated. So you probably have people in the community that might contract, uh, um, that have been vaccinated that contract a mild form of COVID, but those people from what they were seeing do not spread it uh, and do not develop the severe symptoms uh, to the most degree there. So, uh, but as far as uh, cohabiting in a hotel room, the vaccinated person obviously is gonna be in pretty good shape. Uh, the unvaccinated person, you know, if they should have COVID, uh, you know, it is a small risk, but it is there. Does that answer what you're asking? Of um, the occupants were vaccinated or not vaccinated because upon, before arrival, it was um, stated or said that we will be in a room without um, another occupant. Yes, sir. So uh, one more point to that, I guess, is as we get new drivers coming in, uh, depending on certain criteria, they will go through a quarantine process and we test them. Uh, if they don't meet that criteria, then they're okay to come, you know, come on out to Prime. But if, uh, you know, they came on mass transit, they're coming from a hotspot, then they will be put in quarantine and then tested after so many days and then be released out. Thank you. you bet. So, Doc, if I'm understanding, both of the both of the students were tested, or the person that was not vaccinated was tested before he was allowed to come into the orientation. Is that correct? If the person that was not vaccinated uh, did not travel on mass transit and didn't come from a hotspot, they would not be subject to the quarantine. Uh, however, if they came on mass transit and uh, you know potential hotspot, we would definitely quarantine them and test them and then release them out. But um, if you if you reside with somebody that's not vaccinated, um, tip I would be surprised if uh, Matt and Rachel's team over there haven't uh, you know make sh made sure that you're in good hands. So, 
You know, it, it's a good question. And, you know, we're always having to balance so many different priorities. We've made some hard decisions. We made some real hard decisions last March and April to basically shut down the terminal, start temperature checks, quarantine folks, both in-house and drivers. We're, we're always trying to make the right decision. And, and we won't make decisions to jeopardize people's health. Uh, so as you have questions, if you have concerns, we need to hear about them. So thank you, Tamika, for the question. Okay, anything else for Heather? Uh, no more questions online. Uh, Heather does need to get working on what she's working on, but Cardinal Sleep is located, kind of co-located co with Trinity Healthcare right downstairs. So if you have some questions uh, that you think of later on the recall, please uh, ask her. We've got one more question in the back there, Bill, to your left. I'm We'll make sure everyone can hear it. I'm just wondering about the availability of new machines. Mine's coming up due for replacement or should be soon. And I was thinking about coming down and seeing y'all about replacement models. Are they going to be available? You know, that timeline, um, I, I, I don't have. I, I know that there are people who have already contacted me that just want to purchase new ones that, you know, may or may not be involved in the recall. Um, right now, um, I, I don't have new ones available. If yours is not involved in the recall, um, if you, you know, can continue to use it, um, you know, as long as you can, you know, even if it's, it's due to be replaced and it's still working properly and it's not involved in the recall, your best bet is just to, to do the best that you can with it now. I don't have any available to do that unless it's, you know, a situation where, um, you know, it, it's completely stopped working and, um, you know, we don't really have other options. Um, I have new machines coming that are ResMed. So if you're on a ResMed, you weren't affected by the recall. Um, and, you know, so I, I have those coming. Um, but right now I don't have the availability to do that. Um, if you want to do email me or call and give me your name and number as soon as I do, then I'll be able to do that for you. Um, unfortunately, the other major manufacturers are taxed and stressed since Monday, you know, just as much as Respironics at this point. So, um, you know, we're, we're all kind of trying to find what we can and there's really not anything new out there right now. Yes, parts we can get. Cords, you know, filters, parts, um, anything like that. We're still going to continue. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll still have all of that available for you. Definitely. Um, one more thing I was yeah, I had told Steve earlier is if you're on a BiPAP machine, one of the recalled machines that's a BiPAP, um, those are um, you know going to be available a little bit sooner. Um, you know, and I may have some available you know within just a couple weeks. There are you know very few people um, compared to the amount that are on an AutoPAP or a CPAP. So um, if you are on a BiPAP, you know, it's in your best interest to go ahead and call me and maybe we can get something, you know, very quickly going for you. So you know, it's going to be a tough situation. We're going to work through it together like we always do. Our responsibility now is to make sure we're getting the, the information, the best information we can out to you. It's going to change quickly. We'll do our best. We'll keep social media updated. We'll keep our Facebook page updated and we'll talk about it in these meetings. I, I think each week for the next couple of weeks, there'll be some significant new news. And what we're all hoping for is to, to hear that timeline on the replacement machines. That, that's the first big step. 
Okay. So I'll thank Dr. Abraham and Heather. They're both located downstairs. And uh, thank you both for being here today. Hey, Steve, let's go over one more time compliancy. So if you're on a Phillips machine, you, we're not going to be monitoring you. But let's say you're on ResMed or something else. That's you're still you're still being monitored, right? Go ahead. And Correct. If, you, if your machine is not affected by the recall, there's still the ex, uh, uh, expectation that you'll stay compliant with the machine. On the on the ones that have been recalled, we're going to take a look at those, and Dr. Abraham and his staff will still be able to certify drivers without their compliancy. Oh. If you are on a recalled machine and you do go for your physical, um, we can provide a sheet that says, you know, that we confirm that you are on a recalled machine to the DOT. Um, it's I actually called headquarters and um, Concentra headquarters. So if you're out there, um, they said it's going to be up to each provider. So um, each clinic that you go to may be handling it different. Um, the few that I have talked to are going to accept letters that say, um, you know, that you are on a recalled machine, but you'll need to get that from your actual provider. So definitely still, when you're planning to go get a physical, contact us. It's probably in your best interest to contact um, that provider ahead of time as well. Thanks, Heather. It's good information. Hey, Steve, one other thing, man, we are so lucky to have these guys. That we are. Have Trinity Health here. Dr. Abraham, I know I had to get a couple COVID tests back uh, six, eight months ago when I got quarantined and all that. And he's out here taking the test and swabbing your nose. And sometimes it felt like it was more than swabbing the nose, but you touching job. your brain. But no, he did an awesome job. And his whole staff for being here. We're so fortunate, folks. And I know a number of you are new in here. You got to realize this. That you know, we got a health clinic right downstairs. We got a sleep lab, Cardinal Sleep with Heather, who's in charge. They're up here Friday morning meeting, and Heather was on vacation starting Monday of this week, and look, she's back from vacation because she's having to deal with all this. And I mean, it's it's skin in the game around here, and we take this very seriously. So don't think that you know this is just a fly by night. It's not. We Roberts invested a ton of money, and you know, my 20 years here, the reason I've stayed here is because you got an one owner over here who cares he cares so much to put these clinics in here and these uh you know the the cardinal sleep and i've got sleep apnea i go to heather i mean it's great access to, to go be able to go to her i see dr abraham's office for my health i mean the, the guy's top notch and his staff is top notch as well so don't be afraid if you got questions or you got concerns Go down and see them. If you're brand new, that's fine. You can get a COVID shot if you want. That's great. You know, sign up. Um, nobody's fortunate, but, you know, it's a great avenue to have to have that right here within our facility. And uh, it's just part of the prime culture, right, there, and being transparent. There's well no said, Dave. Thank you. I'll shut up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that really separates us among every, everyone else is our training program. We're super fortunate to have this, this program that starts with someone that comes to us without experience. We put them through the PSD program. We go through the TNT program. One thing that we had this week was our driver advisory board where we listened to some of our drivers and, and they had some suggestions on communication and making sure that all the things that we believe in are in place that our drivers realize are in place. So we're going to have two speakers here. We're going to have Stan Casterkey, who really works very closely with the PSDs and then Chris Martin who's accepted a new position with Prime working with the TNT. So Stan, if you'll go ahead. Good morning. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Stan Kastrkiat, and I do work in the driver training program. 
Richard Brock, we got him out in, in uh, PA, Aaron Ward and our, our crew out in Utah. We're so proud of them and, and what they do. So I, I have the very uh, the privilege of being able to attend these uh, driver advisory board meetings. We learn so much in those. We have so many smart people that are behind the wheels of these trucks that are helping us, um, holding us accountable, staying consistent with things. So one of the things that we talked about this week, um, a couple of topics that came up that I want to cover. One is if you're a trainee on the truck and there's problems on the truck, you know, this fear of retribu retribution, that's an awful big word. Dr. Abraham was using big words earlier. I had to look them up because I didn't want them in it. Um, it is, if there's a problem on the truck, we can't fix it if we don't know about it. I'm talking to whether you're a PSD, TNT, or whoever that is. Um, on the app, there's actually your fleet manager's uh, phone number and name. You have the opportunity to call that, and our expectation is you're going to talk to that fleet manager at least once a week as a trainee. Okay, instructors and trainers, we've got some accountability here. If you're an instructor and a trainer, my expectation and our program's expectation is that you're going to have that trainee talking to your flea manager at least once a week. The flea managers have responsibility that they should be requiring that you check in with them once a week. If there's a problem, we can't fix it if we don't know about it. Facebook is not your friend. I know there's a lot of people that offer a lot of really, really great advice on Facebook. Not always. So if you have a concern, if you have a problem, please, if you have a pen or if you want to turn on your recorder, I'm going to give you my direct phone number here. Um, I have my desk phone. I actually have it programmed to my cell phone. So my direct line is 417-521-3299. And I'll have Andrea approach that. I guess it's posted already, but... Anyway, if there's a question or a problem, if you don't feel comfortable talking to your fleet manager about that, you can call me. Um, if you're out of the PA office, you can get with Richard Brock. I'm going to have him give his direct line number. If you're in Utah, I'm going to have Aaron Ward give his direct line number. We need to know about it, okay? I can't fix it if I don't know about it. The second thing, it's more accountability here, are clean trucks. Now, I get it that not everybody has the same standards. We have some folks who, you know, they're using Clorox wipes. They'll go through a whole box of Clorox wipes in one day. You know, maybe that's a little extreme, but if that's what it is, that's what it is. Um, but dirty trucks, it's not acceptable. If, you, if you're a trainee and you're in a truck that is not clean, hygienically clean, if there are urine bottles in that truck, if there's trash in the floor, um, it, then we need to know if you're in an unsafe or an unsanitary situation. I can't fix it if I don't know about it. And our, our goal, our, our program is incredible. We, we try hard every day, but there's always opportunity to do better every day, right? So hold us accountable to that. But again, let us know if you're in that situation, if you have a problem with it. We want to have good relationships with our drivers and with our training, uh, our folks in our training program. Um, but we have a job to do. I, we have responsibility um, to you who have stopped your life to come into our driver training program. I mean, you put everything to the side. Hopefully you had opportunity that you could save up enough money or you paid your bills ahead to be able to come into our driver training program. 
Um, but we understand that that's not the case. You know, I told the class yesterday that we look at numbers, the growth of prime. We have to look at numbers to grow prime. But I promise you, each and every one of you, each face that I'm seeing in, in this room today, we care about you. We understand we have to grow and numbers are our growth. But you're each one an individual that has committed to work in a prime and, and have sacrificed so much to come to work at prime. I, I don't want to, I just want you to understand how serious we are about this. And I need your help to help us get better. Okay. This means Jetson, Missouri. And I think Utah and PA as well. Okay. Just do your, do your best. Um, and we're going to do our very best every day. Okay. You know, it makes it real hard for us when we hear, well, I don't want to tell you the truck number's number. Or I don't want to tell you the driver's name, but there's something wrong there. Stan said we need specifics. In order to fix a problem, we need to know about the problem. And I just want to echo one thing Stan said because it's super important. We realize the sacrifice, to use Stan's word, that all our drivers make every day out there. And for our PSDs, it's a huge sacrifice. You might not be like Glenn here who left home to join the Marine Corps. This might be the first time you left home at all. And this is different. It's a challenge. You're going to be lonely out there. You're going to be scared out there. But we are one big family, and there are a lot of resources to help you. It's important to us that you succeed. So please let us help you out there. Let us get you through the program, successfully get you out there. And then in a couple of years, you can start giving back to the industry by being a trainer, being an instructor, being on the driver advisory board. So we can do this. So thanks those comments i appreciate that stan chris are you ready I'm ready you know chris has been with us almost 19 years uh, all of it's been operations so i think that's a great uh background for what he does now and it's a huge task of matching up all our tnts with our trainers so tell us what you're doing chris okay uh good morning my name is chris martin and i'm in driver development okay so I'm going to be working with you if you are a uh, you're a, a BC to CC to trainee. This let's just say coming to orientation and just getting started, or if you are in our PSD program and you just passed your uh, your CDL test, then I'm going to be working with you after that. Okay, um, so from the time that you're a trainee, uh, a BC to CC through the uh through the the training program up until you upgrade into your own truck i'm going to be i'm going to be working with you um i was a fleet manager for 18 years and i had a very successful fleet and i attribute a lot of that to the fact that uh, i had a very heavy involvement in the training program okay so most of the folks that i ever dispatched they came out of our training program um they, uh, they, they, the only way they ever knew how to do things was the prime way, let's say. Okay. So in my mind, they had graduated from the best trucking school that they could possibly come from. So I had a big head start there. Um, but let's say that, let's talk a little bit about, uh, what, what do you need to do from the time you you start your training process, um, until you, uh, you upgrade and get into your own truck. Okay. So let's say that you were a PhD student. You just passed your test. Uh, one of the first things they're going to do is they're going to give you my phone number and tell you to call me. Okay. And I might call you first. And first thing I'll tell you is congratulations on passing the test. Okay. Cause that's, 
in my mind, that's definitely one of the toughest parts of the training process is passing that CDL test. Um, so congratulations. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what you need to do through the training process. What do you need to accomplish to get into your own truck, okay? And a little bit about what to expect. Um, and then what I'm going to look to do next is pair you up with a trainer, okay? So you would have all taken the core value survey, and our trainers take the core value survey, and we're going to try to get the best match possible so that you have the best learning experience out there on the truck, okay? Um, next thing, you'll be contacted by a fleet manager, okay? So once we have you paired up with a trainer, you're going to hear from a fleet manager. They're going to introduce themselves and uh, just start that relationship, and then they'll have their trainer call you next, okay? Um, and, and, and from there, we'll, you know, our, my goal is to, you know, give a trainee, make sure that they get the best learning experience and have the best living environment throughout the training process um, so that, you know, we need, we want to teach them everything they need to know to operate on their own safely and profitably, okay? Um, so let's, you, you, you get, you, you're training, you've, you've met the requirements, you're ready to get your own truck. The next thing, you're getting a hold of your fleet manager and we're setting up a time to come in here to upgrade. Um, and, uh, you know, Steve Tassin, a lot of you might may know Steve Tassin, he'll kind of take over from there and uh, he'll get you on a list for a truck and help you get into a truck as quick as he can. But uh, I'm trying to think, uh, we have a, I guess Jim wanted me to talk to you about a new pay package that we have for our trainees. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we haven't had a trainees in a while. Um, so in the past, if you were a BC driver, then your pay, your guaranteed pay was $700 a week. So we're going to bump that up to starting next pay period our trainees will see a guarantee of $900. So 200 additional dollars a week, okay? And then for our CC drivers, they were at 600 a week, they're gonna go up 200 also to $800 a week. Um, and again, that's starting next week. Um, you'll hear about that if you haven't already. And if you have any questions on it, uh, just ask your fleet manager, you can ask me. Again, my name is Chris Martin. And I'll give my number out too if anybody wants to write it down or I'll be here through the meeting so you can check with me. That might be best, just check with me after, uh, after the meeting, come and talk to me. And I would just say too, if there's anybody here that's, you know, when I was running my fleet, I was always looking for, talking to everybody about getting involved in some way in the training process. You know, whether you're a trainer or an instructor, uh, maybe you don't wanna do it all the time, you just wanna try it. So I would just say if there's anybody here that uh, has ever thought about being a trainer? Maybe you got questions about being a trainer. You used to be a trainer, had a bad experience. Um, come see me, and I want to talk to you. I mean, we need all the good trainers we can get. Um, you might not know if you'd be a good trainer. We try it. You know, we'll talk about it. Uh, if you leave here and you think about it later, talk to your fleet manager. You can ask him. Say, hey, I want to talk to Chris Martin. Get me in touch with him. Okay. So. 
appreciate everything you do. Whoa, 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 um, whoa. Yeah. You, got, you got some questions coming from okay. your online audience, Chris. Oh, yeah. no, okay. All right, we have a question from Jay Johnson. What's the difference between a B and a C seat? B and a C seat, okay. So a short answer would be experience. Um, you know, a, a B seat, if you just come into to Prime um, and you got your CDL somewhere else and maybe you've been doing some driving, uh, a BC would have a little bit more experience than a CC. Um, if you go through our driving program, our PSD program, then you're going to start out your training experience as a BC. You're going to skip right to BC because we think you, we've, you've had some pretty good uh, schooling. So we're going to qualify you as a BC right off the bat. You know, another difference would be just the number of miles that you'd need to complete to be to get into your own truck. So if you're a CC, uh, 40,000 safe miles is the minimum. If you're a B2, it would be uh, 30,000 safe miles, and then a B1, 15,000 safe miles. And then another question from Alfredo, how does this pay for training going to affect trainers' pay? How does the... How does the pay increase impact trainers' pay? How does it, okay. So the, the question was, how does the, uh, you know, we're paying the trainees more, how does that affect the trainers? Okay, so the trainee pay is going up $200 a week, guarantee, and the trainer's responsibility goes up also $200 a week. Um, it's a per day amount. Uh, it comes out for, you know, 900 bucks, $128 a day. Um, but it's, it, it goes up in line per day with the trainees pay. So if we trainees pay hasn't raised in a couple of years or several years, nor has the contribution made by the trainer gone up Correct. in several yeah. years. Correct. Any questions for Chris while we have him up here or Stan? You know, they're both very accessible. Again, it's our responsibility to make this program work. We're good at it. Some of our 2 million safe mile drivers that we honored this week at a banquet, they started as PSDs. It probably seems like a lifetime ago to them, but they started here with no experience and we had them up on stage this week honoring them for 2 million safe miles at Prime. So the program does work. It's not easy, it's challenging, but if you put the effort in, you will make it through successfully. I can just about guarantee it. I think there's one question there, Keith. So can you explain the difference between the 350 instructor pay in correlation to the $200? So if the students haven't had an increase and now it's going up $200, but the instructor pay is 350, when is the last time the instructors actually had a pay increase for being instructors? So the pay for the instructors three hundred per week. Um, you know, we did raise a few years ago. We raised the trifecta bonus. Um, you know, what we do is based on performance. My paycheck is based on how well I do and how well the program does. Um, I don't know that we'll do anything different on the instructors pay. We have talked about that in the past. I would prefer to do something more on the performance side of it. Uh, we have done some increases to lease operators pay if they do a PST. So that can really help. And I, I should have brought those numbers. I don't have it, but I, but I can get those. We'll get those posted. Um, so we've done some stuff with the independent contractor pay to help offset some of that cost for that payment while they're on the training pad. I'll, I'll get that out. I should have, I was thinking about something totally different this morning. Are you an instructor or trainer? Huh? 
Okay, excellent. Good. Appreciate what you do. But, but we'll get that out there. Does that answer your question at all? Yeah, uh, we'll get it out there so everyone can see it. So, Thank you, Stan. Thank you, you know, we, we hit this stuff head on. We're very transparent. There's always discussion. Anyone is available to discuss anything that we've talked about today, whether it's CPAP, whether it's a medical issue, whether it's training, whether it's PSD. We want to be out in front of it. We want to be transparent on every topic. Thanks, Chris. Okay, thank you. We're running a little tight on time, but this man, I know he's got to go, and he won't leave until he gets the mic. Steve Wetke, our Vice President of Sales and Marketing. Hey, thank you. I actually, you know, I, I'm in sales, but um, here, here's what I'd like to tell all of you that are, are new with our company. Business is really good. I mean, we've got more freight than we can handle. Rates are moving. Um, I think the point on this additional pay and how that's going to impact everybody. Uh, we're hopeful that as a, an operator and a trainer, you've seen the impact of these rates, and hopefully you realize what has happened in the last year and a half. Our customer base is really bought in. Uh, they know that uh, capacity is extremely tight, so they've moved the rates for us. Uh, we have a great group of customers, and um, they, they are very understanding of the marketplace. So, um, just to, I think that's where you were trying to get to, but um, maybe not. If not, I'll, I apologize. Um, <clears throat> you know, Dr. Abraham is really special. Uh, I heard what he said. I hope you all heard what he said. And, you know, it's your life. You do what you want. This is not one of those deals that you have to or have not to. It's your choice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of young for my age. And... Uh, <laughs> And I'm healthy, and I know there was no way I was going to get this COVID deal because I was around people that had it, and I, I couldn't catch it. Um, but I got the shot. I got the shot because I think it's my responsibility to protect others, and um, I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Again, it, it's America. You can do what you want on some of these issues. But I think we all should think in terms of where we're going and the protection uh, that we provide others. So that's just my little story. Um, as far as uh, this meeting itself, you know, our highest calling here for all of you is safety. I mean, as was said earlier, we can't move rates high enough to offset accidents. Y'all are taking on a very, very challenging, dangerous job. And if you don't think that, you need to rethink your position because there's always somebody out there that's going to try to wreck you. It's going to be one of these crazy four-wheelers on their phone, uh, you know, bobbing and weaving in a hurry, running late like I am here today. Um, but I promise I won't get on my phone. I might drive a little fast when I'm going. Uh, but the point here is safety first always, okay? And the other thing that I would like to point out is do not be a victim as a, as a trainer, a trainee, I should say. Don't, don't be abused, whether it's personal hygiene on that truck, which I don't know that Chris really talked specifically about personal hygiene. That's a tough topic. But believe me, it's real, isn't it, Dee? Dee Silva, she, she, uh, she understands it. She, uh, she's been around here a long time. And uh, as, as a trainee, you get on a truck with some person that smells like a billy goat and don't shower, um, you know, you, we're not expecting you have to do that. 
That's why I say don't be a victim. You got Stan's number, you got anybody will help you with this, okay? Um, you know, we're, we're trying to get better. We have these meetings to get better. We have driver advisory board to get better. It's very humbling. We think we do things a, a lot, uh, very well, a lot of good things. But when you listen to our driver base, man, we're just not quite as good as we want to be. I think Robert will confirm that. Robert started this company several years ago. I mean, I think David was trying to get some kind of an increase, a rate increase, talking about how good he was. But And he is. And we're blessed to have an owner like Robert. Uh, he's here every day. He's working like we're all working. And uh, we're just trying to get better. So if you got any questions about sales, I'll take them. Um, but business is just so good. Uh, I, I don't want to waste a lot of time talking about it. I can tell you we've got a great sales team here. They're working on asset oils. They're talking about uh, detention. They're talking about uh, uh, rates. They're talking about tolls. They're talking about all the things that matter to you all as operators. So we're on it. We're fighting it. Uh, we got a few headwinds along the way. Veterans, yeah. Steve's trying to remind me of something here. Uh, so we got a lot of things going on with our sales team, and they're fighting it, and they're fighting it hard every day. You know, uh, one of the things we really appreciate here at Prime is the veterans. Those of you that served our country, stand up with Robert and I, would you please, and be recognized for your service in our country. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all very much. Should mention, we got a lot of uh, of our vendors back here that come every every Friday. They come and, and are here to answer questions for you. So don't hesitate if you got a question about your truck or maintenance or something like that. These these folks really enjoy talking with you. I'm going to introduce Robert Lowe now because uh, he started this. He got his flip flops on. Uh, he he'd like to be on the beach. I'll tell you that right now. He'd like to be on the beach. Hey, wouldn't I you? tell you what, there's no place I'd rather be. Been right here with the slight exception of maybe the racetrack. Oh uh, yeah, I, and maybe a margarita in hand. Oh, definitely. Yeah, at least one. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank so, you for hey, everything. Thank you, Steve. And and David, where'd you go? I mean, you you do have a little. Oh, there you go. Yeah, come see me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of you on those nice words. I'm not sure I deserve them, but you're gonna get a little something, something. Anyway, I want to weigh in on this second seat pay. Look, our second seat drivers are worth 900 a week. And to prove that I'm sincere in that, you know, we have company trucks, we have employee driven trucks, as well as mostly owner operator trucks, right? If an owner operator doesn't want that driver at 900 a week, I'll take them. I will take them. Our team company trucks are doing $9,000 gross a week. You know, we've watched our lead drivers, our owner operators, come from maybe $2,000 a week, a year, 18 months ago, up to $2,500. They're over $3,000 net per week. Now that's making some bank. Can you agree on that? Now, you know, you're gonna have an off week, down week, it's gonna go up and down a little bit, but on average, $3,000 plus a week for those folks that we're asking to step up, pay their share of the $900. And I think it's very fair. And like I say, if you don't want that second driver, we'll take it. We'll team up these company trucks in a heartbeat. We got a lot of good team freight, got a lot of miles available. Rates have moved up 
Rates had moved up. So this is again, you know, with the company driver, you know, it's like a set revenue per mile. But as our rates have increased, as our rates increased, really they're already pre-funded to compensate for the the fair increase that we're giving our second seat drivers. Is that a fair way to describe it, Jim? Do you agree with that? Will you take those second seat? On, the, on company trucks, damn straight we will. We appreciate all our drivers, but we got to be fair too. You know, these folks are making a sacrifice to get out there and get in this industry. We've been losing too many of them, quite honestly. It's a marketplace. You know, if the market for these second seat drivers, these other companies will hire them, put them right out to work at 900, we got to match up with that. Because these poachers, I call them, you know, these other companies that we're competing with, they start poaching our second seat drivers. They say, hey, we'll make you a lead seat over here. Now, I hope I'm not putting anybody, and, and I get anybody's head to go over yonder. Because if you do, I'm going to come try to find you and fetch you back. Because we want you here. We want you here. And that's why we're taking this step. And it's, it's eminently fair. The shippers are paying for it. You can see it in the rates. How much are our rates up in the last year, 18 months? Another, a little 18, little over 18 cents a mile. 18 cents a year. Yeah. Yeah. The projection on it, like we talked about in the meeting, is we'll be at about a 25 cent per mile increase by the beginning of the first quarter. Yeah, right now we're gaining about a penny a mile. And that's split 7228 with the owner operator. So you all know how that works. Um, you know, my two cents on the vaccine. Steve said it very well. I just think it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing for us individually. It's the right thing for us as a company. And it's the right thing for us as a nation. You know, we need to scotch this deadly virus. It's taken too many lives, folks. It's caused too much pain and suffering. And there can be lingering effects. I mean, you all know this. You read the newspapers, you listen to the news. You know, there are linger, lingering effects. You know, that, that loss of smell, that loss of taste Im implies because that activity occurs in the brain. So when you lose that, that implies an impact on your brain. Brain tissue doesn't regenerate very quickly or perhaps not at all. You do not want to get this virus. You do not want to get this virus. It has lingering effects. It can have effects on people that are maybe two or three steps removed from yourself, right? You don't want to hurt those loved ones. They may be susceptible. They could die or they could have lingering effects, pain and suffering. We don't, you know, we're about safety. We're about taking care of our people. So I'm just asking you to, again, we're not going to mandate anything. That's just not how we roll. But I'm going to ask you to consider it very, very carefully because the vaccine can save us. It's already had an impact because countries opening back up. That wouldn't be happening if we hadn't come up with these amazing, amazing medications. So I'll end on a positive note. Business is good. Sun is shining. It's shining a little bit too much. I mean, this 97, I mean, that'll, that'll get after, you know. That's why you want to keep that AC going and keep that APU running so we can keep cooling those trucks, right? Um, you're doing an amazing job. God bless each of you. Be safe out there. Thank you.